Lovely listeners, welcome back. It's Galatia here, and welcome to the British Whisperer, the place to be to know which stories are making the headlines and learn the English you need. On the podcast website, thebritishwhisperer.com, you can find a link to the podcast webpage with full transcript of each episode and its translation in Italian, as always. So, in this new episode, I'm going to focus entirely on the revolutionary chart, GPT. Is this new chatbot the end of education as we know it? Will it steal our jobs? Or is it a useful new tool for learning? Well, by now, dear listeners, you've probably heard of ChatGPT, an AI bot that has become the fastest growing consumer app ever. But what's ChatGPT? is a powerful new artificial intelligence chat box released to the public late last year that can craft jokes and work in computer code, guess at medical diagnoses and create text-based Harry Potter games. It may be the biggest revolution since the industrial age, but until recently, mention AI and most people's eyes would glaze over. But this is different. When it launched on November 30, 2022, it took five days to reach a million users, a milestone that took Netflix three years. The Swiss bank UBS thinks that 100 million of users were using ChatGPT by the end of January. From sorting recipes to securing job interviews, we are all ChatGPT users now. Or at least we have tried to because the website is fully packed at the moment. Ask the bot a question and it will come up with an answer written any way you want. A polemic about car park fines in the style of Boris Johnson, maybe? A haiku about Scottish independence? The code for the website of your candle business? All done in seconds. Just gonna ask you to come up with aqua jokes or anything offensive. And yes, as mentioned earlier, it can also write essays and solve problem sets. A fact that has sent many educators into a panic, notes Kevin Roos, a Times Tech columnist. Some school districts have already banned this new technology and others are attempting to teach students how to use it responsibly. Britain is certainly hooked. Google search interest here for AI-related products is four times higher than a year ago. But Google is very worried about this development, as well it might be, as ChatGPT not only searches the internet but also rates the results for you and comes up with a direct answer. At various points in the past week, millions of users have been told that the site is at its capacity right now. Its server's too busy to handle any more traffic. I'm sure you have tried yourself. On Mumsnet, parents are using it to write stories to help children to learn maths, for example. Grown men are sharing poems crafted by ChatGPT over drinks, though there are limits to its powers. ChatGPT isn't too good at quizzing, reported software engineer Chris Wood on LinkedIn, who asked for help during a pub quiz. Well, anyway, how does it work? ChatGPT has been trained on billions of words and looks for the patterns of how they fit together. These training texts include news articles, social media posts, Wikipedia entries, books, but also transcripts of real conversation like customer service interactions. This means that ChatGPT knows a lot about how humans like to communicate. It is conversational, which explains why so many fall for it. 
Every time you enter a prompt, it uses probability to predict the kind of response that's most useful to you. Ask a follow-up question and it will take your previous message into account. The company behind it, OpenAI, was co-founded by no other than Elon Musk in 2015. The technology that powers ChatGPT isn't strictly speaking new. It first produced the underlying technology called GPT-3 three years ago. So, this technology, uh, GPT-3, has been now upgraded to GPT-3.5. And it's the actual AI text generation that sparked a little flurry with excitement. But while the existence of highly capable linguistic superbrain might be all news to AI researchers, it's the first time such a powerful tool has been made available to the general public through a free, easy-to-use web interface. Today the demand is so high that access has to be limited. Users can pay $20 a month for a better service, their website informs. Anyway, on WhatsApp, you can now even download an extension to help craft responses to or read messages. Well, that's remarkable, isn't it? Anyway, the most controversy has come in education. Schools and universities are not sure whether to ban it or embrace it. Teachers are worried that pupils are using it to do their homework. Well, I'm worried as well. The smarter ones take a GPT essay and alter it a little, so it's not blue plagiarism. Others don't bother, and teachers are being given work that they may not always realize is not that one of the student. The New York City Board of Education last year banned it from schools. At the fee-paying Allen School in Southeast London, homework essays were scrapped after English teachers gave a nay to essays written by both. <gasps> Instead, students can do in-depth research at home before the next lesson, something that ChatGPT can't yet do. Talking to friends whose children use ChatGPT, it is clear that it works much better for science, technology and maths than it does for creative subjects, because it lacks nuance, critical thinking and any conception of ethics. Its database, in fact, is limited, ending in 2021, and it just gets facts wrong. But undoubtedly, that will change. So, will homework become redundant? I hope not. Professor Bashka Vaira, the Cambridge Pro Vice Chancellor for Education, suggests that schools and universities should learn to work with technology. A lot of the reaction is incredibly knee jerk, once Rain Holmes, Associate Professor at University College of London. If students use ChatGPT to write their assignments, he says, they are going to produce crap assignments. What it can do is really superficial at the moment. That's not to say there can't be good use of the technology, though. In fact, the professor has been encouraging students to use it to inspire their thoughts and let them move forward with problems. On Tuesday, OpenAI released a tool to detect whether words have been written by an AI or a human but warned it was not yet completely reliable. In the meantime, on the social media of TikTok, things are posting about how to get around AI detectors. Essay writing is dead. There's absolutely no need for you to do the work yourself, boasts one user. Well, for former correspondents where style is everything, it is already a game-changer. Also, already workers are using it to write appraisals, and it's helping some to find new jobs. 
Asked to create a cover letter in response to a job advert for the Times and Sunday Times, the end result was professional but formulaic. It covered every point on the job spec, but acted like it hadn't read any of the articles of the Times. So, could ChatGPT take on jobs in journalism? Nick Newman, senior research associate at Oxford Reuters Institute, believes some journalistic jobs will be made redundant by the tool in the next few years. AI systems can learn a particular style guide of a newspaper, he said. I would expect them to be integrated to spot typos and mistakes in grammar more efficiently than humans. Well, I must agree, unfortunately. But where AI falls down is writing news. The American website uh, CNET had to issue substantial correction after it let an AI-driven tool write personal finance stories. As well as getting names wrong, it gave wildly inaccurate personal finance advice like suggesting readers could earn $10,300 interest by depositing $10,000 in a 3% savings account. Well... A journalist from Business Insiders found that it made up quotes by attributing them to a real person and made them convincingly like what the person might say. That's definitely very impressive. Does ChatGPT mean robots are coming for the skilled jobs? Wonders Paul Krugman on the New York Times. It is difficult to predict exactly how AI will impact the demand for knowledge workers, as it will likely vary depending on the industry and specific job tasks. However, it is possible that in some cases AI and automation may be able to perform certain knowledge-based tasks more efficiently than humans, potentially reducing the need for some knowledge workers. This could include tasks such as data analysis, research and report writing. However, it is also worth noting that AI and automation may also create new job opportunities for knowledge workers, particularly in fields related to AI development and implementation. Okay, <laughs> once Paul Krugman and your time said, didn't write the paragraph you just read. Chat GPT did. In response to the question, how will AI affect the demand for knowledge workers? Well, as you have heard, the giveaway, to me at least, is that I still refuse to impact as a verb. And it didn't explicitly lay out exactly why we should overall expect no impact on aggregate employment. But it was arguably better than what many humans, including some people who imagine themselves smart, would have written. That's a bit scary. ChatGPT isn't perfect anyway, but any means. The way it generates responses is extremely oversimplified terms. By making probabilistic guesses about which bits of text belong together in a sequence, based on a statistical model trained on billions of examples of text pulled from all over the internet. So, it makes it prone to giving wrong answers, even on seemingly simple math problems. So, guys that are listening, beware! ChatGPT had a major update last week that made it slightly better at maths. Before, readers were able to convince ChatGPT that 2 plus 2 equals to 5. Well, definitely something is not going on well. At the apex of creativity and maths and computer coding, ChatGPT is proving an excellent time server though. Website can be built in seconds. An 11-year-old boy even uses it to build a Harry Potter-inspired game. But there is a deeper problem. While it smarts language with authority, it cannot do real original research. It doesn't know any facts like we may be able to find through Google, says Holmes. 
It just says this word sits well on next this word and it recognizes the correlation. Had it been around in the 1950s, for example, ChatGPT would have been saying smoking is good for you because that's what most people at the time were saying. Uh-oh. It will not pass school history tests anytime soon. Ask it for the five longest serving prime minister, for example. And Margaret Thatcher tops its list with <laughs> 2,912 days in office with Sir Robert Walpole second with 2,901. <laughs> Actually, history buffs will scream because Walpole is top with a total of 7,619 days. Thatcher only served 4,000 Remarkable 226 days, anyway. So, ChatGPT was wrong. Anyway, ChatGPT does not understand the word it generates, nor does know about the content to which these words apply, says Professor Lowe's looking founder of the Institute of Ethical AI in Education. AI experts believe a leap forward will happen when a speaking chatbox can conduct original research. Some believe that Microsoft's attempt to link it with Bing could provide the basis for that. That is not ChatGPT in its present form, though. The app, well, is a sort of personal assistant with a certain disregard for truth. Anyway, it will change how we work, play and communicate. Just don't ask it to think too much. Personally, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that ChatGPT, people think it could make Google obsolete, and it is already being compared to the iPhone in terms of its potential impact on society, isn't even the OpenAI's best AI model. That would be GPT-4, so the next incarnation of the company's large language model, which is rumored to be coming out sometime next year. Well, we are not ready for that, are we? Okay, so... Are you using ChatGPT, dear listeners? Have you tried it? Uh, what are your thoughts about it? Uh, send me an email at thebritishwhisper at writeme.com or just comment on one of my Instagram pictures on my Instagram page, The British Whisperer. That brings us to the end of this episode, dear listeners. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you enjoy this website and uh, always on the website you can find it for transcript uh, and its translation in Italian. If you enjoy my show, please hit subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss any episode. And if you want, you can make a small donation via PayPal via the website to support my expenses for the podcast publishing and newspaper subscription. To stay up to date with the British Peace you can follow me on Instagram and spread the word. And I hope you can take some valuable information from this episode and apply it to your English learning. Be sure to come back next week for a new episode. Until then, I'm Chiara Dia and this is the British Whisperer.